This is the Lacrosse Classified Podcast on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and indoor lacrosse. Each week, we'll cover the hottest storylines and talk to the biggest names in the sport. Now, let's talk some lacrosse. All right, lacrosse fans, it's time to take your seats. Eyes up front, grab your pens and paper. It's time for Lax Class episode number 44 coming at you right now here on lacrosse all-stars podcast network where we grow the game one podcast at a time if you don't know by now i'm about to tell you it's jake elliott evan schemenauer back with you and evan welcome back to the podcast your episode number 44 man (laughs) time keeps ticking away doesn't it um interesting year we're going to be back to the nll season not too soon, actually. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, uh, what do we got? Like, another eight, nine weeks, and we've rocked the whole calendar, man, uh, without a week off, mind you. So, hope you guys appreciate that. We're happy to be here. we got a great program lined up for you today. we got the voice of the Man Cup, the Victorious Shamrocks, and he'll be part of the NLL draft coming up next week from Philadelphia. One, Theodore Edward Teddy Jenner coming up on the program in about 15, 20 minutes from now. His real name is Edward. I don't know if most people know that, Evan. I just put it out there right now. You and I know that. Yeah, yeah, it's not actually (laughs) Teddy. It's Edward Jenner. So when when things get serious with me and Teddy, the the name Edward usually comes out. Uh, So Teddy will join us in about 20 minutes' time, and then we're going to have maybe the most interesting man in lacrosse join the program he is a member of team canada the buffalo bandits and also the victoria shamrocks who i mentioned are playing in the man cup right now the man also lives in a van down by the river it's steve priolo coming up uh, chris barley reference yeah, yeah. It's, it's coming up in about half an hour i can't wait to talk to steve priolo i've never had a conversation with him before but just you know seeing his stuff on social media and, and, and some of the interviews he's done a uh, real interesting dude, and look forward to that convo in about half an hour from now. Yeah, uh, this whole van uh, experience is something else. He actually had a blog going on about it a couple of years ago. Yeah, like he's had it for a while. Neat little things. And for those that don't know, um, the background behind this, a couple of years ago, he was down playing in Victoria, and rather than going up in a hotel, he bought a surplus police van and fitted it with a small kitchen, a closet, a double-sized bed. So he and his wife live in this thing all summer. They travel from beach to beach and yeah, they go up the mountains, they go hiking and they just, uh, they tool around in the van, man. It's uh, it's pretty cool stuff. I don't know if I could pull that off, but if you're kind of an adventure thrill seeker like Steve Priolo, like the man will go walk like five miles on game day up a, up a mountain before he goes to play a, a lacrosse game. It's it's wild stuff. So uh, we'll look forward to that. Teddy Jenner, Steve Priolo, uh, what else, Evan? How was the weekend? Oh, can't complain. A couple of lacrosse games. Um, you know, the Saturday night one was a heck of a thriller. Mm. So yes, a good I actually uh, had the pleasure to take that one in in person over there on Fantasy Island with uh, with our good buddy Jim there in box number nine. Uh, great time, Jim. Excellent host, I must say. If you've never had the opportunity to get over to Victoria, 
and and if you know Jim, I mean the door is always open when it comes to him. But uh, just you know, it was it was an amazing time. Twenty four hours just kind of whizzed by, but uh, it was a great time over there in Victoria at the Man Cup. The game went to overtime. Can't ask for much more than that. No, and and especially in a series where you know we weren't certain how Victoria was going to match up against the the superstars of. You know the Peterborough Lakers, but these young guys have come out to play. Yeah, no, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Like I, I just so you know, Evan, I picked Victoria in game one, and we'll talk about this a little later and who you got coming up. But uh, Peterborough leading two one right now. But this has been, I gotta admit, way closer than I thought it was going to be. Like I, I honestly, I keep waiting for Pete Dubinsky to come back to earth. And the kid just keeps going, like he—he's proving so many people wrong, and it—and I just like keep waiting for it to come to an end, and it just mm-hmm. hasn't yet. So um, we'll talk about Pete Dubinsky. We'll talk about the Man Cup. Why don't we do that now, Evan? Let's get into our weekly Lex Class report cards here, presented by Stampede Tack in Western, where you know by now they're more than just a boot store. They carry a wide range of hats as well. Speaking of hats, we're going to give another one away coming up in the show as well, so make sure you stay tuned to that. Uh, but more than just cowboy hats there at Stampede Tack in Western, where Evan, they got hats for the sun, the wind, the rain, camping, fishing, hiking, you name it. Every type of hat you can think of, find them at stampede.ca. Shopping online is still shopping local out there in Cloverdale since 1967. Evan, where are we uh, Where are we going here? Are we going A to F? Are we going F to A? Do you want to jump around? What do you want to do here? Uh, let's, you know, because we, we started the conversation with the Shamrocks, right? Let's start with the A. I and agree. Keep that conversation going. I agree. Um First and foremost, I I want to give an A out to, and, and this may rub some of our American listeners the wrong way here a little bit, Evan, but I don't care because one Bianca Andrescu, the 19-year-old phenom female tennis player winning the first ever Grand Slam singles title for our country over the weekend, beating the GOAT in Serena Williams. I know this is a lacrosse podcast, but this is massive news here for our country, Evan. And I just, uh, Bianca Andrescu is getting an A this week. Uh, We're going to split the A, but she's getting one. She's getting one. No question she's getting the A, and she's definitely winning the Lou Mars Trophy for the top Canadian athlete this year. to put this in perspective, we've got this lacrosse chat group, which we talk lacrosse, you know, 20 hours of the day on this thing. On Saturday, the Man Cup final, game two is happening. PLL one versus two game is happening. And all we talk about all day is Bianca. <laughs> That's how huge this is. Yeah. You know, we've won, we've, you know, Daniel Nestor's won, what about a dozen doubles titles, sure. a few others have won double titles. We've The Canadians have had this thing in tennis for a long time of a lot of these guys are just about to get to the top but mm-hmm. never got there. And Bianca just thrashed oh, Serena. Like, absolutely. Like, Serena was breaking down because she didn't know how to handle it. It was unbelievable. Yeah, Ronich and, and Bouchard had made it to a final before, but had never won, and uh, Bianca, just 19 years old, 
wins the first Grand Slam in Canadian tennis history in the singles competition. So uh, she's getting a. The other A is going out just to the Man Cup being played in Victoria and the Q Center in general and the atmosphere over there in Vic for the Man Cup. And you just, like, you walk around, you don't even have to be all that near the arena and people know why you're there. And the place is packed. And it's a great place to go. Like, it's almost the perfect size to go watch a lacrosse game. And just the whole atmosphere inside the Q Center. But with that being said, we're going to talk a little bit about some unruly fans coming up. But uh, it's not great for mainlanders, obviously, Evan. Everybody wants to see the Man, the man Cup be played on the mainland that lives on the mainland. But if it's going to be somewhere that's not on the mainland, Victoria is a great spot to have it. Because they sell the building out. They're behind their team 100% there. And as far as an Eastern team, it's a really tough place to go and try and win. Yeah, and, and Victoria, well, let's put it this way, for those that don't know it, they literally out attendance everybody else combined in that league. Um, Pretty you know, close. A lot of, yeah. The, the, uh, there's just that much support for it there. So when the Man Cup comes around, it's like the city shuts down almost for this event, and that's how much support there's behind it. Um, you know, just hearing the crowd, you know, and I think it's great that they keep it in the building they're in rather sure. than going to save on where they could have 7,000 seats because that enclosed stadium just keeps the noise going and keeps the atmosphere rocking in there. Yeah, and obviously a, a pretty big First Nations Indigenous contingent out there as well, and the drums were going, and uh, it was just fantastic. Like I said, I was over there on Saturday in, in Box 9 and, and really – enjoyed my experience uh the other thing i enjoyed is watching sean evans play lacrosse here evan he's one point away now i believe after last night's game of passing john grant jr for all-time man cup scoring into second place behind john Tavares. and i don't think anyone's catching jt but what sean evans has been able to accomplish over his career has been just remarkable evan to do it at the size that he has done it at and, and playing in the shadow of his big brother, Scott, and year after year after year, this guy just wins. It's what he does. And in game two, he literally put that team on his back. They were down 9-6 in that game and scored a natural hat trick in the third period in about a five-minute span and got that team into overtime as Peterborough goes on to win that game 12-10 in game two. But Without Sean Evans, and you know, you're looking around at these guys playing this game here, Evan. And you, I said it last night on Twitter. Like, I can literally see almost a handful of guys on each roster that are playing in this series really banged up, like they're hurt, and they're still gutting it out there. And and I don't know how hurt Evans is, but he's really taken on the load for the Lakers to pick up the slack from a couple other guys that just can't get it done right now. And that's the type of player that Sean Evans is. Yeah, and of course he, you know, he eats, sleeps, and breathes Peterborough lacrosse. But to get to this record, you know, it goes. You got to be there. You, yeah, how many times Peterborough's there? Because you only get a, what twenty five, thirty points, even if you're a top scorer in a man cup. Well, thirty you know, get is good. That, <laughs> thirty is really good. Yeah. So, because you only have you know five, six games in a normal one to try and rack up points. Yeah, that third period effort, and I'm not certain what Victoria was doing themselves because when Sean Evans has got the ball 20, 25 feet on, you know, 
dead center in front of the net and nobody's on him. He's going to score. You got you to close that off. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, just an absolute – because Mark Matthews was yeah. gone for the last two periods of that game. Yeah, he played in so game three but did not, look, did not look right in game two. But he did play in game three, looked a little better, had a goal in that game. But literally, like, Sean Evans has more assists in the Man Cup than Gary Gate has points. That gives you an indication on on how well and how many times Sean Evans has played in the Man Cup. And a guy that's playing in his first Man Cup is we're going to split the Bs here as well, Evan, because we just we got to give out some accolades. Is Pete Dubinsky, and we we talked about Dubinsky and and how he's kind of playing above his pay grade here. He's facing upwards of seventy shots a night. You did the math shockingly, Evan, last night about the numbers for Pete Dubinsky. You want to lay those out for the fans? I think it was yeah, it was like eight an eight sixty three save percentage, uh, goals against of just over eight, and yeah, eight five something. Yeah, it's uh, and he's faced one hundred and ninety seven shots. That's and he's down in the series. And he's down. yeah, and he's down in the series. You know, in game one, even though Victoria won thirteen six, he faced 70. around seventy shots yeah. in that game. Yeah, and really was the the catalyst that got Victoria to where they were. We had this debate uh, for some time is over the course of the series is to Davinsky has been a practice roster goaltender for the Saskatchewan rush the last couple mm. of years. And the only playing time he's got is a few garbage time minutes here and there when he's been a backup, when somebody has been injured. So he doesn't, he hasn't had the chance to play, mm-hmm. and the way he's playing now, and he's and the the key is he's got the mobility to be an NLL goaltender. It's not like some of these guys who rely on the bigger stick and the smaller net sure. to to you know be a great CLA goaltender. But where is there a spot for him that he is a, a backup? There's not a there's not a spot for him to be a starter. But where can he be a backup? And I think there's some teams that are going to take a serious look at him. Maybe New York. Listen, Evan, you're you're dead set on Adam Shute being the backup in Saskatchewan. And and I like Shooter a lot. What worries me in that situation there is that Adam Shute has done nothing to improve his game over the summer. Like, he's not a guy that lives in the gym. He hasn't played any summer lacrosse. Here's Pete Dubinsky who's thrust himself into a starting role and is now playing in the Man Cup and playing the best lacrosse that he's ever played, there's not a lot that you can say to convince me that Derek Keenan would not make a switch. He, listen, like he, Tyler Carlson was one of the most beloved players on that team, as you know, and he was cast aside for Adam Shute because he thought he was an upgrade in net. So... I don't know what's stopping me from believing that if Derek Keenan thinks that Pete Dubinsky is playing better goal than Adam Shute coming into training camp and through the exhibition, why he wouldn't make that switch right yeah. there. But the key is is that because Dubinsky was a practice roster player, he is a free agent. Sure he so is. So does he, does he give it another go in Saskatchewan where you know, at least he's going to get a reasonable shot or does he go somewhere else where maybe he has a better chance of getting that number two spot? Well, you tell me where the better chance is, Evan, because I don't, I don't see well, it. I don't see it. 
let's there's a few options um i mean calgary's hung on to tyler richard yeah for there's i mean a few I was years just gonna say that's a possibility uh, halifax is a possibility yeah but like man he's not I, pete dubinsky doesn't strike me as a guy that's going completely across the country to go play lacrosse as a backup goaltender well, like i i don't see it i don't see it if, if you want the dream you're gonna have to because keep in mind the pay difference between being a practice roster player and being a backup is yeah. different from about and I don't know if that's about sixteen thousand. I don't know if but that's the a other, concern for him or not either. The other team that's got to be on the top of the list right now is New York because we don't know what the status of Angus Goodleaf is. Yeah, and if he can't get medically cleared, they're going to need somebody. Yeah, good point. Good point. We'll see how it plays out. I think you know if somebody doesn't sign Pete Dubinsky, they're nuts. Are absolutely nuts. He's sitting there dangling out there as a free agent. I don't know what teams are waiting for. Uh, let's move along here, Evan. we got to get to our guests here coming up. We're done A. We're done B. Let's move to C. And C, man, we talked about that. I don't know if it was last week or a couple of weeks ago. I think it was a couple of weeks ago in webcasting and the issues that can happen with webcasting. And another nightmare happening at the worst possible time. Uh, for game one of the Man Cup, and nobody could watch the game. And a lot of frustrated fans out there on Twitter with some nasty comments, demanding refunds, and all the rest of it. Um, I think you were in that mix as well, Evan. And, and fair oh, enough. Yes, I was. Fair enough. <laughs> so, again, here we go. And listen, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was like a hurricane or something happening back east. Uh, tornado. I don't know what it was, but the point being, there are so many things that can happen that can screw up a webcast. And for from what I understand, one of the servers back east completely went off the grid. I don't know if it was weather related or what happened, um, but it went down, and people couldn't watch the game. Now, where the issue comes in for you and many others, and and for me myself as well, is that there was no communication from the company to its customers about what was going on. And I know the priority for when something like this happens is to get the stream back up as quick as possible. That's priority number one. I get that. But don't tell me that you can't take 60 seconds, a minute and a half or whatever to thumb out a tweet and say, hey, people, we apologize for the technical difficulties. This is the problem. This is what we're doing to rectify that situation. And we hope to be back up and running as soon as possible. And at least you tell people what's happening and they can calm down a little bit. Like, it sucks that you can't watch the game. Get it. But have a little communication here on what is going on so people don't freak out. Here, Here's my issue. I touched on this earlier in a previous podcast. It was the Burnaby, the Nimo game, winners in, losers out. I go and buy the game. I can't get on. I'm trying to contact them. I don't even get as much of a response, period. Didn't even get a refund on the game. And that that was already frustrating enough. So when you get this situation happening and you're trying to get a hold of them, and I checked my system out, and I had all the tests that they required done, and it's my end's working fine. There's a problem here. And 
I think part of it too happens has to do with setup. Um, when you look at the list of requirements you have to go through to get it to work, it's a little too convoluted. It should be a little simpler, but um, clearly you got a Peterborough crowd who have never used this system or have not used it at least in two years. Yeah, they're going to be frustrated when nobody, absolutely nobody in Peterborough is getting this game. Luckily, they did. They gave game two away for free. Which was the right um, thing to do. Which was the right and, thing to and do. And most of the people that bought game one have a credit now to get a future game sure. back. Which them. is also so, the right thing to do. Right. But I th- we got to be better. I mean, this is our national showcase in this sport. Yeah, and when nobody can see it, uh, it's a problem. Well, again, it, it sometimes it's not on the company on why people can't see things. There's a lot of extenuating factors that can go in to screw up a webcast, and sometimes it's not on the company, it's not on the customer, it's on Mother Nature for knocking out a power pole or whatever the case is. So, again, people need to just take a step back, gather themselves. But it's on the company to have a little bit of communication on what is going on so people are in the know. It's not that difficult of a thing to do. Take the two minutes, bang out a tweet so people don't freak out. Uh, So, again, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. We'll talk about it again. Webcasting, be better. D, Evan, and and I talked about the atmosphere in the man cup in in victoria which was phenomenal and i loved it except for a few unruly fans who can't manage to cheer for their team or cheer against the other team without using profanity and i always have a huge issue with this evan i know you pay your money And you're entitled to your opinion and to yell and scream and cheer and clap and whatever else. But when you start dropping F-bombs and screaming obscenities and profanity, there's kids in the building for Pete's sake. Like, control yourself here, people. You don't need to start swearing inside a public arena, whether it be at the other team or the refs or whatever. You can cheer and yell and, and say all sorts of things without dropping F-bombs and S-bombs and whatever else. I mean, there's young children within earshot of you, and I just, like, I don't understand how people can't control themselves a little bit better than that. Well, I mean, I'm I'm as guilty as some of those people the odd time. Um, although shouting at players uh, with F-bombs, that doesn't happen on my end. Uh, well, that's the other thing yeah, before you get started here, Evan, is that, you know, these, these these fans that are yelling obscenities at players, like, give your head a shake. These guys are elite athletes, and you could never do what they're doing. And you're, like, I just have some respect for what these guys are doing is where I'm going with this. Well, I mean, the, the, the number one thing that I would actually shout at an opponent for is a dive. If you dive, yeah. I'm going to call you out on it every time. Now, a lo- some of the NLL teams, the Rush do this. I know the Roughnecks do this. They're starting to have family sections mm-hmm. where 
There's no alcohol allowed in the section. Um, Which is usually a contributing tight. factor. Yeah, and they're very tight on the types of things that can be said. And, you know, I think it's a, a better way for them to control it because they're not going to be able to control thousands of people from some of them dropping F-bombs. No, probably so, not. Probably not. But my point is just be better. Be better than that, people. You, like, you can, again, you can yell out, hey, Matthews, you suck or whatever, or you missed that pass, ha-ha. What? But you don't need to drop an F-bomb in there with it. Like, I, I, just don't do it. Like, you don't, you wouldn't do that at your job or, you know, if you're at the family dinner table or whatever. Like, I don't know why you're, why you feel like it's okay to do that in a public setting at a sporting event. It doesn't make sense to me. Oh, I mean, it is what it is. Um, well, it's a it, D it's is what it is, Evan. Culture. Yeah. It's, it's a the D. culture. Is it going to change? Probably not. Well, I'm here to spark the change, Evan. Let's start here at Locks class and start the change. Be better in the stands, people. Be better. All right, Evan. We're down to F. And, man, like, I caught wind of this, like, probably close to a week ago. Like, literally the day after we recorded, we saw this. For people that don't know, this picture has been circulating around circulating uh, around social media of the President's Cup sitting in a swimming pool, a band like there's nobody around. There is the President's Cup swimming in the middle of a pool by itself, and the caption above it washing off the scum from years gone by. I yeah. I, for one, okay. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stay under control here, Evan. Uh, number one, the president's cup is made of wood. Okay, so right away, the thing is going to be completely damaged. Now, I've heard so many different things about this. This happened in Kahnawake. It's not nothing to do with the champion sit well, I, I don't know. Because this is so many different things. I've heard that this picture isn't even new. I've heard Six Nations has nothing to do with this. This isn't affiliated with them. My question is how does the President's Cup end up in the hands of somebody that's willing to do this if it if it's nothing to do with you guys? But uh, the guy that posted this, John Kane, says he didn't take the picture. He didn't post this up, but he 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 was the one that put it out on social media and like, I don't know who exactly to give the F to here, Evan, but the fact that the President's Cup made... And I listen, I know. I've been around. I've seen the parties. Things happen. When you win a championship, people go crazy. Lots of things. This, you know, the Man Cup's been in a fire. All sorts of, you know, guys are doing things with the Cup and having a good time. I get all that. But for me, this seems like it's it's next level. It's sitting in a pool. There's nobody else around. And it's the caption, I think, that gets me more than anything, Evan. Washing off the scum. Yep. That's what mm-hmm. bothers me more. What scum? are you? You're the person that is scum, whoever is taking this picture and posting this up. What scum are you washing off? Is it the Six Nations scum who just won? Is it the three-time champion St. Albert Miners that that you're trying to watch, that that might be the classiest lacrosse team I've ever seen. And you want to wash off the scum? Whether this picture is new, whether it's old, who posted it up, I don't even care anymore. 
It's garbage. The President's Cup is made of wood. It's going to cost thousands of dollars to repair this thing. Go ahead and do all sorts of stuff with it, but wrecking it is not one of them. I'm all for having a good time and celebrating, Evan, but this was next level. And then the comment, washing off the scum, that, that, that crossed the line. That's why John Kane gets the F. It's the comment that washing off. Let's put it this way. Did any of those previous four champions win this cup in any controversy or anything illegal or anything like that? No. They won it, fair and square. You may not like them. That's fine. But they're the champs. So there's no scum to be washed off. The comment on its own gets the F. Now, as for the trophy, I've seen all kinds of posts. They're saying, well, the Man Cup ended up in the ocean a couple of years ago. Right. It's a rubber and metal metal trophy, right? It's you might worry about some corrosion on the metal, but that's about it. Should it end up in the ocean? Probably not. Um, you know, there's a. I mean, let's put it this way: the, one of the man cups was destroyed in a in a bonfire. So, I mean, that's happened before. But you got to give your head a shake. You know, it's a wooden trophy. It's not like it's. Like it's dead obvious. It's wooden yeah, trophy. and the fact that somebody and you throw t- it in the water. The fact that somebody took the time to not only throw it in the water, but then have nobody else around. Like it's a empty pool deck essentially, and then to take the time to put it, play, get it in the middle of the pool, and then take the picture and then post that up online. Like that's intentional and premeditated, and I don't get it. Like I like again, have a party. Get crazy. Go wild. Keep it off of social media for one. And if you're going to post stuff up on social media, to do that and then to say that, like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I can't I can't even wrap my head around the thought process there to do something like that. So whether you took the pick or not, John Kane, your name's associated with it. I'm sorry, man. I'm not even sorry. You get the F. You get the F. Don't be stupid. Okay, Evan, that was a long Stampy Tech and Western Wear report card session, better part of a half an hour. We got through it, and it's time to get to some guests. On the other side, it's Teddy Jenner, who will be at the NLL Draft coming up next week. He's at the Man Cup right now. We're going to talk about it all next here on Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Hey, this is Mark Madden, the Team Canada, Saskatchewan Rush, and the Peterborough Lakers. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Lax All-Stars. Growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified. You just heard it there from the mailman, Mark Matthews. Growing the game one podcast at a time is what we do here at Lax Class. Jake Elliott, Evan Sheminar with you. And now joined by the voice of the Victoria Shamrocks, the voice of the Man Cup, the voice of the Colorado Mammoth. And also a member of the NLL Draft broadcast from Philadelphia next week. It's Edward Jenner. Teddy, thanks for doing this. Gentlemen, good to be back. Thanks for having me. Uh, good to have you back, man. Uh, how's, how's the voice holding up? Uh, not bad, actually. It's uh, a lot of tea, um, a lot of sleep, and a lot of water. But uh, the Man Cup's been absolutely fantastic, and uh, I'm looking forward to 
uh, to game four tonight and game five on Wednesday and then a day off hopefully Thursday to get ready for Friday, Saturday. And then and then how's your, your shoulders carrying uh, your old coach and Walt Christensen on the broadcast? <laughs> uh, you know what? Wally's been great. He, uh, he kind of had a little bit of a slow upbringing in that first game. Uh, he was a little nervous, a little shy, didn't know when to talk, didn't know how long to talk, but uh, he's really settled into a nice little groove and uh, it's been great. He, he brings a good dynamic. He's an incredibly smart lacrosse mind. Um, so it's been fun to have him beside me and uh, some talk some old war, war stories. We talked off the top of the podcast about uh, Pete Davinsky and mm. the questions coming into the series of can he match up against the likes of Poole and, and Vince? Now, of course, we haven't seen Vince. He's still waiting the arrival of his child. But Davinsky has now faced 197 shots in three games, and it's a seven games in nine days. Is he going to be able to keep it up with the amount of rubber he's seen? Yeah, that's a great question, Evan. I was thinking that the other night. And, you know, if, if anybody can do it the way Pete's playing right now, it's him. Um, and, you know, when you look at it, a lot of those shots are from the outside. Obviously, in the last couple of games, Peterborough's done a better job getting more towards the inside. But um, I've questioned the Victoria defensive coach, Hart Webster, a couple of times on, you know, are, are you happy giving – up all these shots and he keeps saying you know what we're giving them the outside shots and we're okay with that but uh as walt said in the broadcast night you live by the outside shot you can die by the outside shot and that happened in game two where Evie scored those three straight uh it happened last night in game three where they just kind of were able to pick the victoria defense apart a little bit but i think this victoria team's right there but pete dubinsky has been a shining star uh ever since the wla playoffs started um and I, I, I can't believe truly how many shots Peterborough really is getting off. They've just under six or just over probably now 60 shots a game in the three that they've played. And I don't see them slowing any down. But uh, Dubinsky has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and it's only a matter of time until some National Cross League GM rings him up and gives him a chance. Yeah, that's that's what we've been talking about as we st- speak with Teddy Jenner here. And, and it, it really it comes down to simple math, which I know Evan will love here, Teddy, that you, you fire enough shots, sooner or later balls are going to start to go in. And, and we were talking about Pete, like we're just kind of waiting for the, the bottom to drop out on him, but he, he just hasn't let it happen. It's been pretty impressive to watch. With that being said, going into to game four here tonight, like, it's, it's must-win here for the Shamrocks, is it not? Yeah, I believe it is. This is a, a two towns in a Peterborough group to, to go down 3-1. Uh, you know, Victoria is an incredibly young team, and, and they're not using that as an, as an excuse. But, you know, they don't have a lot of guys who have Man Cup experience and, and played on this kind of a stage. And Peterborough is an incredibly veteran team. And it starts with their, their coaching staff. It goes all the way through their leadership group. And all the way down, you know, Mike Poole has never been in a Man Cup, but, you know, he's been in NLL championship games. He's been uh, in, on big stages. So Victoria knows what they have to do. They're not out of this by any means. They just need to find a way to stay out of the penalty box. They need a way to find 60 minutes, and they just need to continue getting to the front of that. And the big thing that Peterborough has adjusted to is Victoria's speed. They were caught off guard by it in game one, and Victoria really ran them out of the barn in that first game. They've adjusted. They're getting guys back. They're getting guys off the floor, which is allowing the D to get out and slow down that Victoria transition game. And we haven't really seen it in the past, too. So uh, must win, absolutely. Uh, Maybe a little bit of desperation early on for Victoria. If they get down a few, uh, we might see them gripping the sticks a little bit. But Bob Hayes has a very confident group. 
and a group that loves to play this game. They don't want to see this season end too soon. And like you said before, a contrast between the two teams, you've got Peterborough with a whole bunch of veterans. Heck, they're benching guys or mm-hmm. you know, healthy scratches with guys that would be NLL superstars. you got a Victoria team, and especially because a couple injuries like the Dutch and like the King, a lot of youngsters in this lineup, a lot of NLL prospects in this lineup. Which of these guys have impressed you the most? Right out of the gate, you know, Tyson Gibson has been phenomenal. And he's been that way for a couple of years with Victoria. And obviously this year he's, you know, he's in the NLL draft, so he wants to make sure everybody sees who he is. I believe he's leading Victoria in Man Cup scoring. He was as of last night. But he just is a true power forward. He, he gets to the front of the net. He's great with the ball. He's great off the ball. And I know a lot of NLL teams really like his game. Um, but when you talk about players on this club, you got to A, start with Pete Dubinsky, but then you got to look at Graham Hosick, and that guy is just, I haven't really seen a lot of him up close and personal uh, in the National Lacrosse League, but getting to see him in Victoria all summer long, it's just been an absolute clinic to watch how effortless he makes it, and the confidence that he's playing right now, being able to go up the floor, uh, take some of those shots. Threw a backhand last night, Ted. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And that again, that's just how much confidence that he is playing with. And I mentioned it on the broadcast last night. You look at the Peterborough power play, you got Vitarelli, Catoni, Small, if he's in, Evans, Buchanan, uh, Wither, or not Withers, uh, Matthews, and <laughs> Oh, yeah, Curry. that guy. <laughs> right? Oh, that guy, right? So that's the Peterborough's top six or seven guys. Then you go to Victoria. And you've got Sundown, Wardle, yeah. Robinson, Bushy, Gibson, Marshall, King. Guys who are going to be names in the National Cross League. Obviously, Wardle, Robinson are there already, but they haven't become superstars or elite players. But that's just uh, one of the big differences. Victoria has talent. They're just a little bit inexperienced and not quite at the level of Peterborough's talent. Yeah. But you have to give them all the credit in the world for sticking with Peterborough. This series could be 2 on Victoria. It could be 3 nothing for either team, just the way this series has gone. It's been a phenomenal, phenomenal Man Cup so far. Absolutely. As we speak with Teddy Jenner here on Lacrosse Classified. Uh, yeah, I think, honestly, I think if you can get a little bit of production out of Marshall King, Sonny, uh, you're going to yeah, put yourself. Yeah, Sundown's been real quiet. Yeah, in, in I, I mean, it's. I think he's, he's playing pretty banged up. I made the, t- the t- comment on Twitter last night that, just watching the game, and I'm not going to start calling out names, but you can see guys on both sides of the ball, on both sides of the rosters, that there's some guys that are playing really, really banged up in this series. Banged up and tired. You know, as as phenomenal as an athlete as Graham Hossick is, on that goal that Kyle Buchanan scored, the ninth goal, Hoss was up on the floor kind of in a transition opportunity trying to make something happen. And then he has to chase Buchanan back. And after Buchanan passed the first one, Fawcett kind of let up. Yeah. And you could see in the replay that he was just tired. He he was thinking, should I get off? Should I go all the way back? And that just let Bucky go right down the pipe uncontested and score that what ended up being the game winner. But I didn't think knows, uh, I, I didn't think the cyborg could get tired, but but it but he's no, human. but you know he is. And as you look at this man cup as it goes on. For a lot of those NLL guys, they've been playing since November of last year. And by the time you get to now, damn rights, you're going to be banged up. You're going to be tired. You're going to be sore. Your brain's going to be tired. 
And it's just a matter of finding that mental will to dig through and continue to fight and push yourselves for that all the way to that final whistle. And unfortunately for Victoria, there's just been a couple occasions where they've shut the mind off and it's cost them. And the biggest example was that three goal run by Evie in game two. Yeah. Well, they better, uh, they better suck it up. Uh, some of those guys, because they have another little tournament to play coming up in a, in about a week <laughs> from now. Uh, and I think, like when they pull the maple leaf over their head, that probably is going to cure a lot of their ailments. But it's yeah. crazy to think guys like Priolo and Matthews and Hasek are going to go literally straight from the Man Cup to Langley to play in the World Championships. And you talk about playing a lot of lacrosse and being fatigued mentally, physically. These are why these guys are the elite of the elite. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's probably nothing these guys would rather be doing than playing nine, 10 months, 11 months straight of lacrosse. It's just how much these guys love the game. It's how passionate they are for it. But man, does it take a toll on the body? And it's just an, a testament to how um, physically fit these guys are, mentally strong they are, uh, that they just can keep on going and the batteries never really seem out of run out of gas. Looking ahead to the NLL draft, um, a year where we don't have a certain number one, not like last year, Audie Stotts is clearly the number one pick. New York, we thought, was going after Andrew Q. They need a lefty forward. But now we're hearing Tyson Bomberry. Maybe Ryland Reese is just that good that they can't pass up on him. What do you think Reggie Thorpe's going to do with number one? Uh, that's a great question, and I don't think he can go wrong with Reese or uh, taking Andrew Q. I know Tyson Bomberry is kind of being underrated a little bit uh, in this draft, especially when you look at Stamper's uh, top 50. I think he was maybe down in the like 12 or 15, somewhere around there, I think, if I can remember. But um, Bomberry's a very interesting uh, player because he's just a natural, physically fit defender and plays a, a rugged game. I think going with Andrew Q, a left-hander, is a natural fit for Reggie Thorpe and the Riptide. They don't have too many lefties after the expansion draft. I think he's a guy they need. But talking to some guys, he, Q doesn't really have that grit in his game quite yet. He's a great outside shooter. He's a big body. He's he's an incredible lacrosse talent and shoot the lights out. Uh, some people would like to find uh, a little more sandpaper to his game, get to some dirty areas. I think Tyson Gibson might be the most NLL-ready of the forwards. And then Ryland Reese, that kid's going to be a talent. Yes, he's had some injury problems over the years, but what young kids don't uh, with the amount of lacrosse they're playing these days. So it's going to be interesting to see those top three picks and how they play out. Um, I think the the consensus top three is Q, Reese, and Gibson, but if Bomberry can slide in, that shakes the whole thing up. Obviously, we were all kind of holding our breath to see if Dehoka would, would declare uh, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, so we'll have to wait at least one or two more years before that to happen. So once those top three picks go down and we get to four and Derek Keenan, I think we'll see a lot of D guys get taken. Yeah, I think you're probably spot on there, Teddy Jenner. Uh, one more here for you before we let you go. We talked about the players that will be at the draft. Uh, we know you're going to be there along with uh, Jordan Dempsher, Devin Caney. Uh, Tabitha is going to be there as well at Xfinity Live in Philadelphia. You can watch the broadcast on BR Live. Uh, what can what can the fans expect here, Teddy, going into this broadcast? What kind of things are you going to be rolling out uh, back there in Philly? 
Yeah, we're going to have a, a pre-draft show for, uh, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes before the draft starts. We'll get some comparisons. We'll look at some of the, the expansion teams and where they sit and, and their needs. Obviously, uh, Jordan and Tabitha will be in the green room talking to players and coaches uh, as they sit and wait to see where they get picked. And, um, you know, I know the people at Xfinity Live and, and our producers in Philadelphia are doing an incredible job just trying to make this a little more flashy a little more entertained value. Um, so it's not just, you know, me and Stamp and, and Devin sitting on camera while you guys look at our ugly mugs and, and wait for the next pick to happen. So uh, we're, we're trying to bring some more things, trying to break it some more entertainment. And like I said, I, I know Jordan and Tabitha will be in the green room talking to guys as they sit and wait. But, um, you know, you've done drafts before, Jumbo. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it can be a little draining as you get on to their later rounds. And, and sometimes you have to do a lot more, information searching for some of the names that get picked. But, uh, I think it's going to be a great time. And I know that Ashley Crossing is, is excited. And uh, Joe Feld, the director of broadcast for the National Crossing, has done a great job bringing in uh, some real talented producers and broadcasting team uh, to make this the best draft we've had. So I'm excited for it. Um, like you guys said, no real clear cut number one. So it'll be interesting to see how things play out when we come to Tuesday. Well, listen, you uh, you better have your suit game on point. I saw Stamper's got a new hairstyle working, so you, you better be looking sharp there beside uh, the crew. You know Devin's going to be on point. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to wear something oh. exquisite. Oh, exquisite. okay. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Uh, watch for the wardrobe of one Teddy Jenner coming up. Now, when it, Tuesday? Wednesday? What do we got? Tuesday. 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 I fly out. Uh, if Man Cup goes seven, I fly out on the red eye Sunday night to Philadelphia, and the draft goes on Tuesday. There it is. That was Teddy Jenner, voice of the Mammoth, the Shamrocks, the Man Cup. He'll also be a part of the NLL draft broadcast coming up next Tuesday from Philadelphia. Keep up the good work, friend. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Have a good day. You too, my friend. That was Teddy Jenner. Uh, he's he's a busy man these days, Evan. Busy, yeah, and uh, busy even with his dog. It's, <laughs> you can watch his social media. We didn't even How bring up time? Bear. We didn't even bring no, we up didn't Bear. Bring up Bear. But, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting draft, like he said, because we don't know what's going to happen got an idea what might happen. I like that, though, Evan. I like the fact that there's not a clear-cut number one, and then you really don't know how the dominoes are going to fall after that first pick. I like that going into a draft. Yeah, and, you know, could something happen where all of a sudden Ryland Reese drops? Well, of course, we'd be celebrating Saskatchewan (laughs) if he did. I don't think he will, but, you know, they need Tyson Gibson in New England. We know that. I'd be shocked if that wasn't the pick, but there's a lot of variables that could happen here because even four, five, six, seven. Well, I tell you what, man, cut. like don't sleep on Clark Peterson. Like, I'm if I got a chance to take Clark Peterson at four, I think he's my guy. Like, I, I know, I don't know. I I think he's that good. I don't. I don't think I let Clark Peterson slip by at four. If I'm if I'm Derek King, we'll see. I, but hey. I am not Derek Keenan. He's got a pretty good the track only, record of drafting, and I'll yeah. just leave it to him, but that would be my guy. The only thing I can be sure of is he is going to pick it for if he can't move up, but I don't think he will. But he is going to pick it for. That one's not going to get traded. Will he trade one of the other two? Mm, nine, possible? 16. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And we've got to take a break. we got the man that lives in the van. Coming up next, Steve Priolo from the Victoria Shamrocks Bandits. 
Team Canada, all next, right here on Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Pure Vita Labs is proud to bring you the highest quality sports supplements on the market. PVL products are 100% all-natural with no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners. And the entire line is also Informed Choice certified. We designed all our products with the athlete in mind. We look forward to being a part of your athletic achievements, helping you push the bar higher, win at the highest levels, and set personal records for years to come. Hey, this is Paul Day, head coach and general manager of the Philadelphia Wings. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Lax All-Stars. Growing the game, one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lax Class here on the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. You heard it there from our friends at Pure Vital Labs. Hashtag flip the switch. You can find them online at pvl.com. The best supplements on the market, all natural, informed choice, certified products. Find them at pvl.com. You won't be disappointed. As it's Jake Elliott, Evan Schemenauer, and now joined by a member of Team Canada, the Buffalo Bandits, the Victoria Shamrocks. The man also lives in a van. It's Steve Priolo on the program. Steve, thanks for doing this. Yeah, this is great, Jake. Thanks for having me. Uh, our pleasure, man. Uh, and especially doing this on a game day, I was a little worried uh, to try and to get you on a game day. But you kind of strike me as a guy that that sort of thing doesn't really phase you all that much. Am I am I on that? Well, it seems like every day's a game day lately. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, not many options. But you know, we're just uh, about an hour out of food around here. We're gonna go in and and you know, I'm just hanging out in the van making some coffee. So, what better thing to do than talk lacrosse? First three games of the series, you're down two one. But other than say for a five minute lapse at the end of the third period of game two, the defense has held in pretty good. Dubinsky's been playing amazing. Take us through it. How do you feel about your performance so far? Uh, we feel pretty good. We feel like we're making you know some mistakes here and there, but that's just common with all lacrosse, right? It's all about tightening things up. Uh, our system seems to be working really well, and that's a that's a big positive going forward. Yeah, we had that lapse, right, which, you know, ultimately cost us a game. And uh, But you can't dwell on things like that, right? That's why you have these long series. So, you know, you're looking around and, and you're looking at guys being banged up or not banged up, you know, evaluating things. And, and, you know, the locker room looks really good and real positive. So, you know, it's going to be a fun series going forward. Steve, do you kind of think we obviously know that Peterborough's got a ton of experience on on their side of the roster, and and Victoria pretty new as far as a lot of guys being in their first man cup. But kind of getting those first two three games under their belt surely has to help leading into the rest of the series. Do you feel like those young guys are kind of becoming more comfortable as the series goes along here? Yeah, absolutely. It's. Uh... You know, we invested last year in, in some young guys that have stuck around, and uh, I think it's paying off quite quite a bit. You know, those guys are looking to get drafted at NLL, right? And that's when, you know, you're always working your hardest when you're trying to get noticed, right? So it's it's kind of nice to have young guys working hard. And, you know, Peterborough's definitely a talented team, right? Like, But so was Maple Ridge, and, you know, so was Nanaimo before that. And there's only one ball out there, so it's all about having, you know, your system in place and executing. Pete Davinsky's having the series of his life. Um, he's faced a lot of rubber, 197 shots, first three games. Is that the is that the game plan? Is to keep Peterborough to low percentage shots? Let Pete do the rest of the work, or you know, what's the what's the strategy there? Uh, 
Man, Pete is awesome. Hey, what did you say? 197 shots? <laughs> yeah. 197 oh, shots in three games, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, we were looking at that in, like, the one game, I think they had 73 or something like that. The game went to overtime. Yeah. Um, but but Pete's, Pete's a warrior, man. Like, he just he just wants – he likes seeing the rubber. And, and, you know, he's one of those guys that's like uh, – they're going to get shots, right? He understands how talented, you know, Maple Ridge was before them and now – Peterborough is here and it's all about giving him shots that he likes and that he'll save and you know last night we held him to nine right and it's it's to hold that that incredible offense to nine goals is uh is a milestone of its own but it's not enough to win the game so it's uh we all know that like you know Pete's playing incredible but we we got to get it done for him at the other end so you know we're getting transition chances I think I had two two chances yesterday in transition and you know Graham and Tyler Burton and everybody and you know it's just we could bury one or two of those. It would go a long way. Speaking with Steve Priello here, the Victoria Shamrocks, as we talk a little man cup lacrosse. And Steve, I know you're a righty, and you're not usually over on the right side of the floor checking righties, but a guy that you've played with and, and played against in Sean Evans, uh, about to step into second place in the all-time man cup scoring list. Just talk about what a challenge this guy is to play against. Uh, you know, he's he's one of those guys that's just, like, always sticking around, right? He's He's a legend for a reason right out of uh you know a ton of respect for a guy that plays the game as hard as he does and you know doesn't miss anything for lacrosse like he um yeah he's one of those gamers right he's one of those guys that are tough to describe but like when the time comes he just puts the game on his back and uh and he can take over a game and he's just this little guy right when he played with him in buffalo this year he's just this little guy that just ends up scoring a bunch of goals and he sees the floor so well and you know, he's just an incredible player, so that's something that we need to uh, we need to stay on top of because you can't let him get hot, right? And and then, he's good. and then he's got the knack to kind of get under your skin and, and go to you into a few penalties as well. Yeah, he's you know he's one of those guys, but that whole team's full of those guys. Sure. We are too. <laughs> yeah. It's this series, right? It's this seven game series, and you get the same rest and you get the same everything. So it's the games within the games, right? And you got to be able to play those. You got to be able to understand what's going on, right? So. It's uh, it's about not being drawn into those things, and, and you know he's he's one of those guys that uh, that, are, that are great like that. But, yeah, but yeah. Johnny, man, honestly, there's nothing like he's he's a great like I can't say enough good things about him. He's a yeah. great player, and and you know he's been playing forever with Peterborough, right? So it's uh, you know he's just going to be sticking around. I expect to see him for the next ten years. <laughs> That's the crazy part is that he's he's up there in the records, and he's still got some real productive years left. As we speak with Steve Priello here, and and. Uh, talk about the Man Cup and it being a long series here, Steve. Like you mentioned, it's the same teams facing off against each other. It's the same refs. It's the same barn. It hasn't been an overly particular nasty series yet, but I think it's kind of starting to percolate, and the more times you guys go at each other, that stuff is going to sort of happen. Do you kind of feel like that part of the game is starting to ramp up after three games now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it kind of ramped up after game one, at the end of game one, sure. right? Yeah, <laughs> like, it did. It got pretty, pretty nasty out there, and uh, but but it's it's lacrosse, right? It's it's there's a lot of emotions flowing out there, right? Like it's very, uh, it's one of those games where it's it's very judgmental on on what's apparently and what's not, right? And it's it's about being able to play within what the refs are letting you get away with, right? And it's nothing against the refs or, or Peterborough or us or anything. It's just being able to understand the game, understand the flow of it, right? And what, what can you get away with and what you can't. Right now, you can't get away with off-ball slashes, and you can get away with on-ball slashes. So, you know, you work as hard as you can to, to play within those rules. And I like those rules because off-ball slashes are just there to hurt people. Right. 
but if you but you should be able to clamp off ball, right? So it's all about judging how hard can you clamp with a guy like Corey Small going to the net for a quick stick. You got to be able to clamp him, but you can't get an off ball slash on him. So it's just playing those games within within the games, and in over seven games, obviously times get heated. That's why the penalty minutes are up so high. I think there's been like. I can't remember the penalties, but we must have had 10 last night. Like It feels like we are in the box the whole time. So, you know, finding ways to, to stay out of it. Now, I have to ask about the van. Um, this is something you... I wanted to ask about the van. Ago. I wanted to ask about the <laughs> But, I mean, this is, this is very unique, where you could just be up in an apartment in Victoria and relax for the summer. You bring this... I believe it's a surplus police van out, um, make it your home. You know, the, the beach or somewhere down by the rivers, you're, you're home for the night and, you know, you and your wife literally live this adventurous life out in Vancouver Island. How did this inspiration come about? Uh, this all started back in 2014 when, uh, I really had this dream of going down to Utah and, and exploring the Red Rock down there. And, and it's just desert forever. And uh, it's not really hotels around, so we were like, well, we'll just car camp or whatever, right? So we rented a van down there, and we slept in it, and we were like, oh, this kind of makes sense. Like, y- you want to do adventurous stuff. You want to go, s- there's things you want to see and places you want to be, but you always have to go there every day, right? So for me, you know, living at the beach, I wake up in the morning, and I step out my doors, and I'm at the beach. I get that breath of fresh air. I make my coffee, and I just enjoy the world for a little bit before I you know, start focusing on other things. And, you know, the van's just been a huge part of that, right? It's It allows you to do the things that you're interested in. And right now, I don't think it's moved out of the parking lot of uh, the Q Center. I've been here for, like, three days just because, you know, I will go play lacrosse at night, wake up in the morning, have shoot-around, take my nap in the van, and it's like, why go anywhere else? And they just they just leave you alone there at the Q Center, right? Like, they, they oh, that's Steve Priolo's van, just just leave him alone. Like, that's where, he's, that's where he lives. <laughs> Unless they want to talk lacrosse and they come bang on the door. <laughs> well, now have you have you made arrangements? Uh, I can probably help you out with this if you need it. But have you made arrangements at the Langley Event Center? You got a, a parking spot picked out there. I know uh, every every now every year they have the basketball high school provincials there, and they have a couple of big trailers that pull in. They got the hookups and every. I don't know what you need, man. But uh, if you need me to like kind of carve out a spot for you at the LEC for Worlds, you let me know. I'm just going to run an extension cord to one of those RVs so I can get some power in this thing. <laughs> there you go. So now, describe this thing for the people that don't quite understand what's happening inside this van. Like, you've fully converted the inside of this to, to make it like your domicile. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's everything I need, but I made sure I kept it really simple so nothing can, like, break on me, right? So it's just I have my, my bed, and, and I made, like, uh, a cool frame. I have it up pretty high so I can have a ton of storage underneath right I have uh, only rock climbing gear and, and surfing stuff and things like that under there. And I sleep on top. I got my dishes, my water, and uh, a little, like, cooler thing if I, you know, am I going to have things that need to stay fresh. Sure. But it's very simple. Like, it's, it's I keep it really simple. And uh, I just have a little inverter for uh, any sort of power that I need. So, That's you know, it's honestly... It's just really nice. It's comfy. I'm in it right now. It's amazing. That sounds awesome, man. Uh, I know you're obviously focused on the Man Cup right now, but we do want to get a little Team Canada talk in there. Uh, it's going to be played in Langley in just over a week from now, and and I know I'm so fired up about this, and and I and I'm sure you are too. How difficult is it to to keep your eye on the prize right now in the Man Cup and not even think about the Worlds? But that's got to be in the back of your mind there somewhere. 
Oh man, it's funny you talk about that stuff because it's like you don't even want to think past the shift in lacrosse, right? You want to think shift to shift, but you know, it's like it's seven games in nine days for the main cup, and then you go straight into worlds, and it's like, okay, I need to be prepared for worlds as well. So you need to like, I'm selling out out here, right? And you got bumps and bruises and things, and you're just trying to like nip them in the bud because. Once this is over, I got to go straight to straight to Team Canada. And that's something, you know, you wait for for four years to get back on that. Yeah. And probably, or you your entire life, answers. one of the two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I waited my entire life for 2015, and now I've waited four years. Yeah. And, you know, we never know. Man. He's 30 years old, like 34. Who the, hell, who the heck's going to take a 34-year-old in, in for Team Canada next year? So it could, it could be the, the last time I do it for the next time, right? So it's like you have to cherish every moment you get in the sport. And you're perhaps facing your biggest challenge ever at the Worlds with an Iroquois lineup at forward that, like, it's just an absolute superstar lineup. How do you plan to shut these guys down? Oh, man, like, it's it's going to be so much fun. They're stacked, right? They're like, you know, that ball, whoever has it is going to be dangerous. So it's the same thing that we face with maple ridge and with peterborough though it's it's the same thing in, in lacrosse like everybody's dangerous but there's only one ball so you got to be aware of off ball picks got to be aware of slips and different things like that and you know don't let the ball get in your net <laughs> right like it's, it's <laughs> like it's it's literally that simple it's like what am i gonna have to do to keep this ball out of my net and they're they're talented but Every team's going to be talented. You just got to take advantage of that. No doubt about it, Steve. Uh, really appreciate your time here, especially on a game day. We'll let you get back to, to coffee in the van there. Best of luck uh, with the rest of the Man Cup, and look forward to seeing you in Langley for the World Championships, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks so much. I'll uh, come visit me in the parking spot. You, you bet I will. You bet I will. All right, that was Steve Priolo of Team Canada, the Buffalo Bandits, and, of course, the Victoria Shamrocks who are battling the Lakers right now in the Man Cup. Game number four goes tonight. Game five tomorrow. We'll see how it all shakes down. One more break to come here on Lax Class. And on the other side, it's Stampede Tax. Who you got? And news and notes coming up next here on Lacrosse Classified on the Lax All-Stars Podcast Network. Associated Labels and Packaging is in the business of creating first impressions. They'll help you reflect your company values accurately by offering solutions that fit your product needs. With the latest in printing technology and over 35 years of experience, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit for your company to take your labels and packaging to the next level. Hey, this is Chris Bushy from the Halifax Thunderbirds. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Lax All-Stars, growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified, courtesy of our friends at Associated Labels and Packaging. Uh, so the big boss, Sean Ashworth, had his boy at the gym the other day. Carter was there, got a little selfie with Carter, sent that off to Sean at Associated Labels and Packaging, where they create first impressions. You need a label, you need a package. Associated Labels and Packaging are the best in the business. Find them at associated-labels.com or their social media at Associated LP. Um, Evan, it's time for who you got. And looky, looky, looky here. Oh, before we get into who you got, I want to just put this out there again because I'm getting a lot of questions and, and people going two T's and who you got. 
Just so everybody knows, we've distinguished ourselves with who you got, putting two T's on the end of got. So we kind of distinguish ourselves from all the other people that like to use the hashtag who you got. And why we decided to go with two T's in got? Well, because everybody likes to spell my last name, Elliot, with one T, which I know it shouldn't, but absolutely drives me nuts. I shouldn't even be telling people this because they're just going to do it more. Or, or they spell it with one L, and that even drives you yeah. worse. So two T's in Elliot, two T's in got, uh, and that's how we came up with the hashtag who you got with two T's, and that's why we came up with it, just to distinguish ourselves from the competition a little bit and because my name has two T's in it, and that's just a friendly little reminder on how to spell Elliot properly. Uh, Neil Harushka is the big winner from last week, Evan, with that Peterborough win in game number two. Nips out Ryder Bremner for the big cowboy hat from Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Good friend of yours yeah. and mine wins that. Yeah, and, he, and he's got a son that is up and coming. Mm-hmm. You will expect him in the NLL draft in a few years. Yes, indeed. Uh, Lane Hrushka, very good goaltender, and uh, won't be long before we see his name coming across our screen as well. So, uh, Evan, last week, I know you know this, but I went 3-2. and two. You went 2-3. and three. So, over the last two weeks, I've made up two games. We are now tied in the standings at 27-23. and 23. How about that? Well, I'm still waiting to hear from Kevin what the prize or the punishment is. Yeah, he's working on it. Speaking of Kevin Michael Winkler there at Stampede Tack and Westerware, sent me a couple of pics yesterday. He's got the Wrangler T-shirts done up, Evan. I know you saw these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be wearing them at the World's Guaranteed. And I think we're going to have a few to give away during the Worlds as well. We need to figure out a way to do that, but uh, I think there's you know a better part of a handful. I know the boys in the chat group all want one as well. I think they might have to earn it, though, man. Like, it's not going to just give these things away for nothing. <laughs> so we'll figure that well, out. But uh, the shirts are looking beautiful. Of course, the cowboy hats are top-notch. Uh, but with with me doing better than you... The last couple of weeks, I get to host. Yes, we're now tied in the standings, and you get to host Stampy Tax. Who you got? So take it away. And keep in mind, if you want to play along, the contest is open this week. It's open till 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Tuesday. So you want to pick your games, get them in, but get them in early because the tie breaks whoever picked theirs first. That's today. Get them in early. That's today. So so what we've been doing is putting the picks up early before we record the show to give people a couple extra days to get their picks in. Evan's got the spreadsheet going now, so everything's copacetic. He won't get anything confused. He's got it all time-stamped, color-coded, all that sort of stuff. Uh, The spreadsheet is beautiful. And uh, that's what you got to do. So well, if you're the, listening the right now. was supposed to get made this week because we had so many entries last week. I know. It took a spreadsheet to figure out who the winner was. But the deal is, if, if you win, so you better be listening here, Neil. You are required. Gary Grubb, you as well. are requ- Steve Bermel, you as well. You're all required to take a picture in your brand new cowboy hat from Stampede Tack and post that up on, on social media. Because I think that's really... 
when the program or, or the the contest took off, Evan, is is when we started posting up the pictures of the hat that you can win. People are like, "That's a nice hat. I want to win that." And now it's taken off like wildfire. Yeah, and a big thanks to Stampede Tack for doing all this for us. Um, and I know they're very happy too with the results they're getting. Sure. So let's get into it. Okay, um, let's get into it, Evan. Let's get into it. Here we go. Now, this is the difficulty this week. We got five games. Two of them might not happen, but we're going to pick them anyways. And if they don't happen and they don't count, they happen, here we go. Pretty simple. And then just so, just before we get going here, Evan, so this we were thinking about actually taking this week off, but if we can get through this week, and let's, let's hope Victoria can at least push this thing to six, potentially seven, um, so we get the full slate in. But if we don't, you know what else I was thinking about doing is doing a draft who you got. Like our top five, if you get the closest to the top five picks in the draft, you know what I'm saying here? But we're not going to do that. That was just an idea no. I had. But um, if we get through this week, then next week the World Championships begin on Thursday and we have another full week of games before we wrap things up on, on who you got. So um, it could be just three games this week. It could be five. Either way, we're going to do it. Go ahead. Tonight, game four. Mm. Peterborough leading the series 2-1. Man Cup. Lakers, Shamrocks, who you got? Who you got? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. Man, you know, last week I said that Victoria was going to win game one, which they did, and then I said Victoria or Peterborough was probably going to win four straight. They've won two straight now, but after being there in person, watching game two live and watching game three last night, I might have to change things here a little bit, Evan, because I don't think Victoria is all that far off than I thought they were going to be. Pete Dubinsky is clearly not phased by playing in the Man Cup, and he's given the Shamrocks a chance to win every game. So I think this is really do or die here for the Shamrocks tonight. If they go down 3-1, this thing is over. I still think Peterborough is going to win this series. I know Shamrocks aren't going to like hearing that. Shamrock fans aren't going to like hearing that. But tonight, I'm going to take the Shamrocks. Taking the Shamrocks tonight. I've got a couple concerns about the Shamrocks. My one concern with the Lakers is a few injuries, especially with Mark Matthews. Um, and, of course, the one advantage I thought the Lakers were going to have in this series with having Poulin and Vince there to offset games likely isn't going to happen because Baby I told still you. hasn't arrived. I told you he so, might not be there. But here's my two concerns about the Shamrocks. Number one, Pete Davinsky's faced a lot of rubber. At some stage, that's going to take its toll. Mm. The other thing is, I don't think the Lakers have played their best game yet. I really don't. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm taking the Lakers tonight to go up 3-1. Okay. So, okay. now we got game five, which we know we're going to have one way or the other. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday night... Lakers, Shamrocks, who you got? I am going to take the Peterborough Lakers in Game 5 for all the reasons I just listed beforehand, Evan. I I think the series gets tied up at 2 tonight, and then I think Peterborough wins it Game 5, Game 6. I'm taking the Lakers in Game number 5. taking the Lakers as well. I just think they're the better team. I think long-term, this veteran leadership is going to play out. Now, of course, in my picks, 
this series is over in five, but we're going to pick six and seven anyways. And there's a few guys that have actually submitted their picks this week, which were gutsy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some guys didn't even like, gonna, pick game happen. seven. They're like, no, it's over in six. I'm not even going to pick over. game seven. Right. So, but anyways, game six on Friday night, they'll take Thursday off. Who you got? Uh, like I said, I'm taking Peterborough because I think they win this series in six. I'm taking the Lakers, too, just because in the event they don't win one of the next two games, I still think they're the better team. Can probably say the same for, for game seven, then? Can we just. Game seven? Yeah, I think we're both on the Lakers, correct? Yes, we are. So let's just do okay. that. Let's do that, which and leaves one game left. One game left, and it is the PLL semifinal. The Redwoods, who maybe caught a lucky break with Tom Schreiber getting injured mm-hmm. at the end of the first quarter, mm-hmm. um, up against the Chaos, who didn't show no, up no, no. the last no, part no. of the game. <laughs> uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong here. Aren't the Redwoods in the final now, and it's the Chaos and the Whip nope. Snakes? Playing? No, the Whip Snakes are in the final. Oh, okay. They because they beat the Chaos in the one-two. It is the Redwoods playing the Chaos this weekend. Who you got? Um, well, that just threw me right off. And and by the way, the the only two games I got wrong last week were the two PLL games. So go figure that. Uh, I had. I, I said it right from the get go. The Chaos are my PLL team from the start of the season right to the finish. I'm not deterring away from them now, Evan. Give me the chaos. Give me the chaos, too. Yeah, they had a bad performance. But if there's any coach that could get their heads back into a game, it's mm-hmm. Andy Towers. I mean, like like we said before, he makes you want to try and run through a brick wall. You can get you that hyped up. Give me the chaos. Okay. So just to recap quickly here, game for tonight, I got the Shamrocks, you got the Lakers, and then we're taking Peterborough the rest of the way, no matter how long the series goes. And we both have the chaos. So just one differentiating pick once again. I've made up two games in the last two weeks. I can take the lead here tonight in who you got with two T's. Who you got with two T's. Which gets us into our news and notes to wrap up the podcast here, Evan, uh, as we always do on Lax Class. I got to get a quick shout out in right off the top to my man, Stephen Newfeld down there in Coquitlam at Lacrosse Experts. Uh, I was really hoping to get a new head dyed up uh, for the world championships in a, like a Team Canada theme, just as a bit of a keepsake. Things didn't work out. Long story short, the boys at Lacrosse Expert went down. They hooked me up with a new stick. I uh, went with a nice little Adnac color scheme. Gold mesh, purple strings, white head. Looks good. And uh, if you need any lacrosse gear, you're in the lower mainland, go check out my friends at Lacrosse Experts. They will hook you up just like they did for me. And I, now, Evan, I mentioned Victoria winning game one. I got this stat, and I didn't I didn't know this before I picked Victoria to win game one, but I wish I would have because, well, you maybe you wish you would have because I think you probably would have taken them too. Check this out. John Harnett sending me this stat um, after game one. Since 2007, Evan. So 07, 09, 11, 13, 15, 17, and 19. Man Cup has been played in the West on all those odd years. They've won game one every year. Crazy. 
One, two, three, well, four, five, on, six. Johnny Harden, where was this information? Oh, was, he's <laughs> probably the one that t- told you to get on Puerto Rico there a couple of weeks ago as well. No, he didn't. No. <laughs> so, anyways, I thought that was a really cool stat. Seven years in a row that the Man Cup has been played in the West. The Western team has won game one. I didn't know that before I picked him, but uh, just, just putting that out there. It was kind of a cool stat. World Indoor Lacrosse Championships. Uh, we talked a lot about it, Evan. It gets going. Ne- I can't believe it, man. Next Thursday. When are you coming out, by the way? Saturday morning. Okay. I'll, I'll make sure the maid vacuums before you get here. Um... Uh, Webcasting, I believe, is going to take place on TFSE TV, right in the same spot that you watch the Minto Cup at. Uh, I believe it'll be a pay-per-view, and almost every, I think every single game is, I'm going to be doing games over in the field house. That's I, right. I got my yep. schedule uh, done. I got some real cool games. I mean, I'm doing two, sometimes three a day. I think I got like 22 games coming up in 10 days. Uh, some really intriguing matchups. Like I think I got the Czechs against the Slovaks. I got Sweden against Australia. Uh, I got some Team Canada games in there as well. Iroquois, Israel, England, all sorts of different teams. I like when they announced this four years ago. I thought to myself, like I was so pumped, but then I thought, man, like four years—that's going to be forever before it can. And here we are, nine days away. It's nuts. Yeah. And, and for those that have not watched the Worlds before, take the time to watch some of these developing nations. They're actually very, very interesting to watch. Now, you're going to see a talent level that is far inferior to what you're probably used to watching at a pro level, given that. These are very colorful teams. They know they're not going to win the world title, but they are there to be proud, represent their country, get some experience. Fabulous time. And for those that uh, may not have the time to watch that many games, Sunday night, Canada, Iroquois, that is the game to watch. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one game I didn't get on my schedule. I'm trying to finagle a little tradesies with somebody on that. I don't know if it's going to work or not. I was, I was like, when I got my schedule, I was like, oh, please, 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 please. And that was the one game I didn't get. But uh Hopefully, that's the rematch in the final, and hopefully I do get that one and get a chance to call Canada against Iroquois because uh, I've been waiting for that one for a long time. NLL draft we talked a lot about, Evan. Um, I gave you the Goss update last week. She's in Queens Park Rehab Center doing better and better each day. Keep it going, Emily. We continue to give you positive thoughts and uh, keep working. We know you're going to get there. Uh, NLL schedule, Evan is about to drop uh, the Saskatchewan Rush Twitter account leaking that out here on a Tuesday. Yeah, and it, it's going to be interesting to see how this works. They did announce on Monday as to how the schedule is going to work. So you got your three new divisions. you got your West Division, which stays the same, with Vancouver, San Diego, Colorado, Calgary, Saskatchewan. That doesn't change. you got two new divisions on the other side, you got your North Division, Buffalo, Toronto, Rochester, Halifax. You got your East Division with New York, New England, Philadelphia, Georgia. Now, the way that this is going to work for playoffs is that there's going to be eight teams in. Top two in each division are going Top to the playoffs as well as two wild cards. And so that's, uh, that, that's what we expected to happen. And the way the schedule is going to work out is for the teams 
in the East and the North, they're going to play everybody once, but everybody in their division three times. If you're in the West division, you're playing everybody once. Two teams in your division, you're playing twice. Two teams, you're playing three times. End of the day, big advantage to the Georgia Swarm. Yeah, They got two expansion teams in their division. They should cruise to win this division. And not only that, but because they're playing three times against all those teams in their division, I think they're the favorite to be the number one seed. And especially if there's a flyer from out west that's got to come play them in the opening round, yeah. massive advantage. Yeah, so just, just to be clear here, the top three divisional winners get the one, two, and three seeds. Then the three second-place finishers in those divisions will get the four, five, and six seeds. The, the two wildcard teams will get seven and eight. So it's ranked one through eight, and that's how the playoff matchups will go. The opening rounds are still single-game eliminations, the two opening rounds, and then it's a best-of-three in the final, um, so that's the the new divisions. That's the new schedule that should drop. I believe it's going to come out uh, tomorrow or the next day, and we'll get to digest that. Uh, we'll we'll break it all down next week, of course. And I went on the Cross Sports Network yesterday as well, Evan, and, and dropped a bit of a nugget on my man Tom Eschen as well that you can expect. Dallas to be named as the next expansion team for the National Lacrosse League. Talked to a number of people about this. I believe it to be true. I don't know when they're going to announce it. I'm not particularly sure on the ownership group. I think it might be the Dallas Stars. But uh, I'm expecting Dallas to be the next franchise, the 14th team to be named to the National Lacrosse League. Yeah, you and I are hearing the same information on that. Um, and we expect them to be in the league for the 2021 season. Nothing's signed off yet. Nothing's final. Uh, we'll have to wait for the league. I, I don't think they're going to announce it anytime soon no. because they like they like to space out announcements. They're going to wait till sometime after the draft to even talk about this. But uh, you know, a, a market that's been begging for a team. There's been a strong group there trying to push for this for some time. And the NLL needed a team out west, so they now finally got another team out west to help balance out, because right now it's eight teams in the east and five in the west, so it helps balance it out a little better. Anyways. Yeah, and they may rejig the, the divisions at that point, maybe go to four divisions at that point. We'll see how it all plays out. Long way to go, but uh, that's what I'm hearing, that's what you're hearing, and uh, where there's some smoke, there's certainly some fire. So we'll We'll wait on that one, but uh, that's that's what we know. And I think that's it, Evan. I think we got it all in on another episode, episode 44 of Lacrosse Classified. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us along on social media. You can find Evan at Shem Lax. You can find me at PXP, the number four sports. The show is at Lax Class on Twitter, at Lacrosse Classified on Instagram. we got a Facebook page as well. And, of course, you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you find your podcast. Every platform, Lacrosse Classified is there. Just hit that subscribe button and you're good to go. Thanks to Teddy Jenner and Steve Priolo for coming by and having a chat on the podcast. And, of course, to our wonderful sponsors in Associated Labels and Packaging, Pure Vital Labs and Stampede Tack and Western Wear for sponsoring the show. Make sure you support 
our sponsors. That's it, Evan. For Evan Sheminar, I've been Jay Kelly, and for the fastest game on TV, and for the creator, enjoy the games, everybody.